In Training with Watson Cook. As Christians, we're all in training to grow in our walk with Jesus. No matter if you have been saved for 90 years or if you're like me, new in your relationship with Jesus. God's Word is so powerful. We should have a hunger each day to dive in and train ourselves to live out His plan for us. So join me as I've been called to share my story and what I've learned through my short time in training. Welcome in to another edition of In Training. Thank you for joining me, and excuse me again, I'm running a little behind this week. I am the last person that I would have ever thought would be putting out a podcast and sharing the Word of God, really in any format, online, in person, anything. But here I am, and there's only one explanation for it, God's grace. Amazing grace. In Ephesians chapter 3, Paul is explaining his calling and his ministry to the Gentiles and is talking about the mystery of the gospel. In chapter 3, verse 6, it says, This mystery is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body, and partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. Then he goes into how he got there, why he is now preaching the gospel. In 3.7, of this gospel, I was made a minister according to the gift of God's grace, which was given me by the working of his power. Minister. Paul says, I was made a minister. Minister, meaning a servant or official charged with an area of responsibility. Paul was duty-bound to proclaim the gospel, and he knows that that responsibility is a gift of God's grace. He tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 15 and 16, For I would rather die than have anyone deprive me of my ground for boasting. For if I preach the gospel... That gives me no ground for boasting, for necessity is laid upon me. Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. Boasting is used twice there, each with a different meaning. In verse 15, For I would rather die than have anyone deprive me of my ground for boasting. This is not prideful boasting. This is boasting in joy and fulfillment in what God has done through him. And in verse 16, For if I preach the gospel, that gives me no ground for boasting. This is referring to the prideful boast. If I preach the gospel, I have no grounds for being prideful. For necessity is laid upon me. Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. Going back to Ephesians 3, verse 7, Of this gospel I was made a minister, according to the gift of God's grace, which was given me by the working of His power. Verse 8, To me, though I am the very least of all the saints, this grace was given, to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, and to bring to light for everyone What is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God, who created all things? 
What does Paul mean by, I am the very least of all the saints? He is saying, look, I know what I once was. And God took me from the very bottom and gave me grace. And looking back at verse 7 again, he is thankful for that grace and has served his calling to minister out of gratitude for that grace. And he did it so well. In 1 Corinthians 11, verse 1, Paul says, Be imitators of me as I am of Christ. Was Paul perfect? No. But God designed the Christian life so that much of our progress comes from imitating other Christians, as imperfect as they may be. Paul says, here I am, your living, breathing, walking, talking imitator of Christ. If you need a living example, here I am. Use me. Now, will I compare myself to Paul in the fact that God took me from the bottom and gave me grace? Absolutely. Will I compare myself to Paul in saying that I am thankful and am sharing the gospel with gratitude? Absolutely. Will I compare myself to Paul in where I am in my walk and where he was when he was preaching in Ephesus? Absolutely not. Will I compare myself to Paul where Paul was in being like Christ and being able to say, imitate me as I am of Christ? Absolutely not. But that's why I'm in training. That's why you are in training. That's why as Christians, we are all in training to transform ourselves to the image of Christ. I want to go now to Ephesians chapter 4, and I want to look starting in verse 17 where Paul is speaking to the new life, new life in Christ that the Gentile Christians in Ephesus have experienced. Verses 17 through 22. Now this I say and testify in the Lord that you must no longer walk as the Gentiles do in the futility of their minds. They are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to their hardness of heart. They have become callous and have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. But that is not the way you learned Christ, assuming that you have heard about Him and were taught in Him as the truth is in Jesus to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires. Right there in verse 22, put off your old self. When we give our life to Christ, we have to die to ourself so that we may live in Him. If, If we don't, there's no point. We're doing it in vain. So 22 again, to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires, 23, and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds, 24, 
and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. I'm going to go through the next three verses, and and this is scripture I need every day. Many of us do, I'm sure. 25. Therefore, having put away falsehood, let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. 26. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. 27. And give no opportunity to the devil. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to get angry. The Bible clearly tells us, be angry, but do not sin. Not all anger is sin. But as Christians, as believers, we cannot be consumed by that anger. Nor should we let today's anger carry into tomorrow, because that is when we give opportunity to the devil opportunity to creep in and influence our actions. The new life, new life in Christ, Paul received it. He claimed it. He lived it. We have the same opportunity as Paul to receive new life in Christ. What gave Paul that chance? What gives us that chance? Grace. God's grace. I'm going to leave you with a song from Micah Tyler that speaks to the beauty of God's grace. And I hope you like it. Lord, I pray that we all come to know the beauty of your grace. To know what it means to not only receive it, Lord, but to claim it to live it. And I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. I've seen shame, the kind that comes from mistakes, the kind that won't go away. When I turned around, they were right there to remind me. I've seen regret, the kind that messes with your head. The failures and the can't forget But standing here now I'm thinking God it's behind me Cause I've seen nails scarred hands reach out And wipe it all away yeah. Now I see grace Hallelujah I stand amazed I'm staring at an empty grave And the stone that you What you did on the cross And he's right cause I don't But you did it anyway I see grace Hallelujah I stand amazed I'm staring at an empty grave And the stone that you rolled away 
and amazed I'm staring at an empty grave And the stone that you rolled away I pray you are able to take something from today's show and use it to strengthen your journey. Wherever you may be in your walk, know there is always room to grow in your relationship with Christ. I'm Watson Cook. Thank you for listening. And remember, we are all in training.